0: Hello and welcome back to Satellite Stories. I'm your host, Christina smith When it comes to wildlife, like Darwin's finches, giant tortoises, or marine iguanas, you won't meet the inhabitants of the Galapagos Islands anywhere else in the world. They share this habitat with 33,000 locals and the 200,000 tourists who visit every year, which leaves Ecuador's national telecom provider CNT with a unique challenge. How do they connect such a remote province while protecting its magical ecosystem? Well, that's where our partnership really comes together. SES's most advanced satellite system helps CNT deliver transformational internet and 4G services without damaging the island's delicate marine ecosystem. And diving deeper under the sea is where we're exploring today. Conservation really is key when it comes to the Galapagos Islands. It's been recognized as a national park since the 1950s and a UNESCO World Heritage Site since the 1970s. But satellite technology plays a bigger role here than just making phone calls and watching Netflix. The Galapagos National Park engineers told us that satellite tech, including mobile app trackers, are central to supporting their conservational work. From tracking turtles to counting cormorants, on air, at sea, and on land. But there's something which is on the bucket list of every adventure traveller. Diving. With underwater volcanoes, flamingo lagoons, and mangrove forests, it's not surprisingly one of the most popular tourist excursions. So today, we start on solid ground in Santa Cruz, behind the scenes of a diving school. When they first set up shop over a decade ago, an internet connection wasn't an option for them. Now, a solid satellite connection? Well, it gives them competitive edge, and it makes business easier with accounting, marketing, and safety paperwork. Let's meet Alice.
1: My name's Alice Bartlett. Right now we're in Puerto Ayora in the Isla Santa Cruz in Galápagos Islands, which is part of Ecuador. Um, And this is where I run um, my dive center, Academy Bay Diving, with my husband.
2: So tell me about why you and your husband decided to
1: open up a dive center here in the Galapagos. My husband opened the, the dive center in 2007 roughly. Um, He moved here to Galapagos when he was around 17 um, from the mainland Ecuador and started off working on on other boats as a a cabin cabin crew, sailor, um, chef's assistant, and then finally um, got into some diving and decided that he wanted to open his own dive center. So that was in around 2007. Um, I came here in 2008 the first time um, and was a passenger on his boat, so he was my dive guide. <laughs> and then um, around 2010 I moved here permanently and we've been running the business together since then.
2: Can you walk me through um, what a customer can expect from the moment he walks in or he or she walks in through your, through your doors? So, Also, what happens on that boat before they jump into the water?
1: Um, so from the booking process, uh, we have a lot of people who pre-book uh, online um, Because it does get quite busy out here just to make sure that they get the dates that they want um, So they can do that on, on our website or also contacting us directly and we can send links out for booking Or we do get a lot of people walking in directly from the street um, who see our, our lovely painted shop Or I've already heard about reviews about our, our company. So they come in um, and we go over there The itinerary, we all have different itineraries um, set by the National Park, so that we're not all in the same spot at the same time. Um, So we could go over the the different dive sites that we have available. Um, They all offer slightly different marine life. So uh, depending on what you want to see, the sharks, the sea lions, turtles, um, we can offer you different options. Um, So once people have decided on the days that they would like to dive, they come in here. Um, We have a a process for um, signing a dive release getting all of the information from our passengers and then the day before the the dive trip they need to come in um, to try on all the equipment and then also they can meet the guides then and and we can give them all the information for the dive trip. Um, On the day of the tour uh, everybody meets here at 7am bright and early, they're all excited on their holidays to be getting up so early um, and then from here, depending on the day with our itineraries, sometimes we leave directly here from, from Porto Ayora. Um, most of the days we cross the island in taxis to the to Canal de in the north, and then you get on the boat there and go out um, directly to the dive sites. Um, from there, you'll get the briefings from the guides, the safety procedures, the, um, the dive signals, the dive plan. Everyone puts their equipment on. Um, you need to check, everyone needs to check their um, their weights on their first day diving with us. So everyone will jump in the water, just in a quiet shallow spot um, for a few minutes to go down, check their weights, make sure all their equipment's functioning properly. Um, And then they'll get back on the boat, go out to the dive site and and start the first dive. So each day we do two dives. with about an hour surface interval in between. So depending on the conditions, people can snorkel. Um, In some of the sites, there are sea lions around, so you can snorkel with the sea lions. Um, And then after the second dive, we serve lunch on board and everyone gets back into town around three o'clock in the afternoon.
2: So I have to ask this because I'm curious. Can you tell me about one of the most magical dives that you've been on and what happened?
1: One of the best dives that I've done, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of diving here and all of the dive sites offer, people always ask me this, what's your favorite dive site? But I mean, I've had really nice dives in all of the the sites here. Two, two that stick out in my mind, one was in North Seymour. um, And it was a day that we had really nice visibility and a huge school of uh, white spotted eagle rays that just kind of swam along with us. So we just carried along with them and swam through the water. And I was able to get some really nice photos and that was really nice. And then in Gordon Rocks, which is the most famous site here for the hammerhead sharks, if you get a day there with really good visibility, and then the hammerheads just swim over it. It's it's amazing. Amazing.
2: You've given us a really good overview of what happens when the customer, from the moment the customer comes in through your doors right through to jumping into the water. But um, there is an online process as well. So, can you walk me
1: through exactly what a customer will experience online? Yep. So, online um, for our booking process, uh, over the last few years, has become very important. When I first came out here and was living here in 2010, um, we didn't even have a website. So, the f- I mean, I helped create the first website and we've kind of moved along from there. Um, but now uh, the majority of people want to pre-book, especially with Galapagos because it's difficult to find information online um, and they're not really sure what's going what they're going to find when they get here. People like to have a lot of things already organised. So um, having our website um, and then the booking process online. Uh, we also, this year or last year, we moved into having our dive waivers um, with an online service because we were just ending up with mountains of paperwork that we didn't use afterwards Um, so but it makes it much easier for us to have all of that information before the passenger even gets here so they come when they come in they can check in check their equipment and then they're ready and they can go out and enjoy the island so they don't need to spend too much time here doing paperwork and do you also use the internet for marketing purposes so and if you do what kind what kinds of activities do you guys do um yeah for marketing purposes we have um, facebook we have instagram people really like the photos and the videos that our guides take um, and then also, obviously that's the best thing to use for marketing. So for uploading videos and photos onto Instagram and Facebook, um, we definitely need, um, the internet for that. Um, and then right now people, um, when they come and take the pictures, we always have to download them straight onto memory sticks or their telephones is like, we're not able to, to upload a day's diving. Cause it would take like each day, it would just take so long and, and drain all of our internet connectivity. But, um. We we use it a lot for for marketing, publicity, bookings, everything. And now even with the government, the government has put into place all electronic invoicing and so the government is also expecting us to use the internet more for all of the processes of of business um, and accounting. So hopefully that will help us with better internet.
2: When you go out at sea,
1: how do you stay connected? Is it via satellite connectivity or is it via radio? Uh, when the boat when the boat is out and the dive sites, uh, we have a radio on board that can connect with the, it needs to be more line of sight, so we can connect with surrounding boats, um, depending on which site we're on, we can connect directly with the, with the Navy base. Um, and then the mobile phones, um, depending on which site we're at and which carrier, the crew has, usually we have a few different carriers on the boat with a different crew. So usually one will pick up something. There are some spots though that it's really hard to, to get in contact by telephone with anybody. Say so when we go out to Floriana, which is another island an hour and a half away in the middle there, there's nothing.
2: <laughs> so how important would you say it is to be able to eventually have
1: connectivity across all the islands? To have connectivity, on all of the trips or across all the islands would increase safety a lot, obviously. Um, if there are any problems on any of the boats that somebody needs to, to call the Coast Guard, call the Navy base, call an ambulance. So it would, it's definitely very helpful for, for safety and, and getting things happening a bit faster. In general, how important would you say connectivity is for the islands? Connectivity here on the islands is very important because we are very isolated. So, I mean, for businesses, obviously, we use it for, for bookings, for accounting, um, but then in the local community, the kids are using it for school. Um, during COVID, it was all online because we were all in our houses. So we all had um, online online schooling, which was uh, obviously really important. Um, and then for every, I mean, all of the local businesses here in some form or another use use the internet either for school, for, for uh, education, for, a leisure. I mean, in our house, the kids now everybody wants Netflix and <laughs> HBO, and yeah, it's uh, it's very important for everybody out here.
0: <laughs> Wonderful to meet Alice and the team at Academy Bay Diving, and great to know I'm not the only one hooked on the latest series of Netflix and HBO. Next time, we aim for the moon. With a trip to Plaza Luna, a boutique hotel run by Delila and her family on the island of Santa Cruz. Fast and reliable internet may be a given for mainland hotels, but for Delila, well, it's the bread and butter of her universe. Without it, she says they'd go out of business. Find out more about SES and CNT's work in the Galapagos Islands by clicking the link in our episode description, or visit SES.com. Until next time. What will you find if you dive a little deeper? Thanks for listening.